sorry, you had Hooters there in the back. Do you want to say that again? Let me check out the Coda Doc. Which one? The new one? The episode planning type yes. one you made, right? Yes, that one. Oh boy. Yes, you have been really busy. Okay, what am I looking at? There's an intro, calendar, episode overview, expense tracker, etc, etc, etc. Not everything is properly sorted out yet. So basically click on new episode templates, copy everything in there, create a new section under start here, paste everything in there. And then there's a magic button that says start planning episode six. Which would be the next episode automatically, I assume. Yeah. And that automatically adds a row into the episodes table at the bottom, pops up the screen and you fill in all the data and you've got a link to the section. That's very cool. Mm. It's looking intricate. I like it. Well, I'm also trying to keep it simple. <laughs> yeah, as much as one can. There's a lot of stuff we have yeah. to store in here. Um, if you minimize all of the sections, it's actually pretty clean. You'll see that the, the little hands point to where you need to click. Oh yeah, that is beautifully OCD though. I like that. I might have gone a little bit overboard. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone on a, a little bit of a reducing all of the friction <laughs> um, rampage since our last recording. So I've, I've made a lot of changes with some of my daily routines and, and stuff. I've also changed quite a few things the last few weeks. I'm basically couch surfing at this point. <laughs> And I've uh, I've cleansed up my digital social media usage to basically nothing. I've decided to call it the March Declaration because that's a cool name, and things like this need cool names. Um, I don't want to I don't want to get into what it is at this point, but I think our next recording or the one after that, I'd like to do a review of how it went. Awesome, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's uh you know all about us reducing the friction and uh, being relatively productive. Even when I'm sitting on a couch in someone else's living room recording the show. <laughs> I should give a shout out. Um, the previous episode, we had some technical difficulties from your side. Yeah, I need to apologize for my audio on the previous episode. I have no idea what went wrong. My friend Theodore came to the rescue and he did some form of black magic, but uh, he, he fixed everything. Yeah, thanks, Theodore. Appreciate the help, man. <laughs> I wanted to say somewhere else. I forgot already. Here we go. <laughs> now it's <is> the recording. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll apologize for my sound in advance. I'm basically on a pretty busy street right now. So there's going to be trucks and hooters and vans and all kinds of things. We're going to try our best to get a good recording. But, you know, sometimes some things just can't be repeated the same way. Yeah, um, I'm also not in my usual recording location today. So uh, hopefully... There will be less dogs barking. Although I'm at a friend's place and he does have dogs, but <laughs> they're usually quiet. We'll see. So thanks to Gareth as well. <laughs> yeah, thanks for accommodating us. It's been really difficult to find a date. It's been it's a challenge. It's been a challenge. But thanks to good friends, we've uh, we've managed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think we should just uh, carry on with a little bit of feedback. I just wanted to mention that something we we didn't explicitly say last time um, with the discussions on Toggle is that uh, Toggle automatically stops your previous timer when you start a new timer. Yes. Because that's something I really take for granted these days. But back when I started, I didn't know that. So I was always stopping timers before starting them again um, with like Siri shortcuts and all that stuff. And uh, so it's just worth noting you don't have to do that. Like if you're setting up a Siri shortcut, you can just start a new timer and it'll automatically stop the previous one. Um, that's probably one of my favorite features yeah. of Toggle because 
a lot of other time tracker software allows you to track multiple timers at the same time, which is just horrible. I mean, why why would you want that? Yeah, that's, I don't want that. That's not a cool feature. <laughs> and uh, then... Uh, <laughs> Turns out math is hard. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> I, uh, I regret saying in the previous episode that it's super simple math <laughs> to uh, calculate the energy trends for uh, the END gauge that I said I was going to work on. Yeah, we foolishly thought it would be really simple because you have all of the data. No, it's not really simple. No, it, it was hard. Um, eventually, when I started, when I sat down to do the math, I, I kind of just started and I tried a few things and I tried doing things on the totals. So totaling everything together, totaling all of the training time together, all of the energizing time together, and then trying to do stuff. And then I just, I hit the football <laughs> every single time. You helped out a bit and we got somewhere. And then I kept feeling this is similar to another system, but I couldn't place my finger on exactly what it is. And then it dawned on me that it's actually the same math that you would use to calculate healing and damage on like a character's health in a role-playing game or any kind of game. I had the exact same thing. It's like, there must be someone who's done some sort of math like this, but I'm Googling things and the results are just nowhere near. And then when you mentioned to me, you found out it's the same as damage calculations or healing things for characters in games. I was like, of course, this is the exact thing. It was so obvious yeah. that that was like the last thing we thought about. But it's actually really cool now because everything that's energizing, you count as a heal. Everything that's draining, you count as damage. Um, <laughs> and you just run through the timeline. And the cool thing with that is you actually have a log of events during the day then, which is super easy to chart on a graph. <laughs> so it was like a win-win. Uh, so I've been trialing it a little bit. I've been working with the, um, the modifiers a bit, how much weight should a heal be and how much damage should draining be. Um, and uh, it's still tweaking a little bit. There's some stuff I haven't figured out in terms of max health, well, max energy. What is your maximum energy yeah, yeah. and how does that get affected because obviously in games you have a level which is then tied to amount of health but this could potentially just be assume everyone is just level one <laughs> but you know what i mean like yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that you can that we can kind of just disregard but there's also things like you could have an energy credit and you could have energy deficit so you could potentially go into the minuses if you overwork yourself too much yeah yeah, it's really difficult to determine boundaries with this because there are no hard limits. So saying, oh, you can only have a thousand health points or anything like that because there's no level cap in real life. Exactly. <laughs> so you can you can work as hard as you want and it can go as low as you want it to go. It's just finding sort of a, a relative range that is comfortable for normal life. Yeah. I think that's the challenge at this point. But I mean, you tweeted your chart the other day of how it's going so far. And I must say it looks really good. Yeah. Um, I basically just made everything that's energizing replenish a little bit faster as something that's draining will drain your energy. Okay. Yeah. By like a 0 0.2 offset, I think, if I remember correctly. So everything, if you 
you take a 15 minute break, it actually recovers your energy a little bit faster than a 15 minute work session will be, yeah. which in my mind kind of makes sense, but that's obviously not necessarily how it will be for everyone. So it's tough. things like these, it's super easy in games, but when you try and apply it to real life, it gets <laughs> it's so many gray areas. Life is a different type of game. Yeah. So basically what I've done now is I've said starting energy every day is a hundred. Okay. Then this is where something really interesting Ooh. happened. One of those puzzle pieces that I kept talking about. Um, I I have an app on my phone and on my watch called AutoSleep. And what AutoSleep does is it tracks my uh, sleep every night. So every night I set it, it's got a little lights off section. You don't have to do that, but if you do that, it, you get more accurate oh, results because yeah. you know, like, this is when you said, I'm going to go sleep now. And then... I went to bed. So it tracks um, how long it takes me to fall asleep as well. And then in the morning, uh, there's a thing, uh, another app by the same developers called Auto Wake, um, which you run on your watch during your sleep session. Okay. Um, and then in the morning, right after you get woken up by Auto Wake, um, which is just a little vibrate on the wrist, like a normal alarm. And uh, does it also do the sleep cycle wake you at the best point? Yes. It checks when you're not in, in deep sleep. So it'll, when you start coming out of sleep, it'll wake you. So you, you don't get that hard wake up. Yeah. And then right after you wake up, the first thing you do is do the breathe, that one minute breathe session Okay. on Apple Watch. I'll send a screenshot of my sleep watch face for the show notes. Um, so basically I've got them next to each other. On the one, I've got the button that I I press at night to start the auto wake and then I've got right next to it the breathe so in the morning when it wakes me up I just click the breathe do a one minute breathe just while I'm laying in bed okay. just do a one minute breathing session then it does a, a heart rate variance calculation based on your breathe results right uh, okay and then it calculates a readiness score for the day and gives you like a, a star rating of how ready you are based on your baseline um heartbeat and your and your hrv okay i don't know how all of this stuff works right <laughs> that i'm i'm just trusting that the guys who are developing this thing they know what they're doing so i'm just trusting that the rating that i'm getting is accurate i have to admit it feels accurate um at nights where we've had a rough night because our daughter woke us up at weird times and you know then in the morning i feel groggy and bad it actually reflects in that readiness score okay where this morning i got a higher score because i got a good rest last night um then the cool thing is i do that breathe session whether i'm getting up or not okay if i decide i'm still going to sleep in then i do the breathe session and then i sleep in so then at 5 a.m my web task runs starts my sleeping in timer which counts as energizing so by the time i get up um, i have a little siri shortcut that i wrote that's just called readiness and what that does is it gets that information from auto sleep and pushes that readiness score to a database one of my own databases yeah which i then take that readiness score basically that gives me a modifier to apply on top of that hundred that i give as a starting energy for every day so if i had a bad night it actually starts on like 30 
my energy for the day. But if I then sleep in, that automatically reflects in my chart for the day because it energizes me again. Uh-huh. And then uh, as soon as I start working, it goes down again. So then uh, if I feel good, I get up, I start working because then my chart starts high. Yeah. So it's it's been interesting. It's um, I'm liking the experiment a lot. Um, I'm enjoying tinkering with the data a lot. <laughs> it's been interesting to see from the outside. And uh, I think our... Our plan is at least to build some version of this into the the dashboard for relatively productive listeners. So um, I'm excited to see the results of all your math. Yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, It'll actually be really cool to get someone that's actually good with algorithms on this because I'm happy to provide them with data um, to play with. It's not data I'm not willing to share. Maybe just thinking of it now, I could even make it available as a little public API of my health data. Um, If someone doesn't have the means to track this stuff themselves or doesn't want to track this stuff themselves, but is just interested in the math, I could actually make my personal data, uh, sleep data and um, energy draining data available as as a little API. That would be very interesting. Because at the moment, the way I'm storing it, I'm not storing any detail. It's literally just the times. I mean, there's nothing secret about it. (laughs) So I could make that available. Yeah, maybe I should do that. That's that's a very interesting idea. Going from someone who's very much in the private to very much in the open. It's interesting. <laughs> I like this change. Yeah, I'm even tweeting more. Exactly. I'm liking all of this. <laughs> um, yeah, but me and me and Twitter, we've had a a, a very very long uh love hate relationship <laughs> i keep coming back to it every time and every now and then um but for a very long time now i haven't been actively tweeting i've just um i just post the stuff that i upvote on product ads there and if i like something on medium that posts there that's pretty much what my twitter was for the last can't even remember how long probably three or four years so uh yeah it's nice actually getting back into twitter i don't know the social all of the social medias these days are just there's very little to be gained from using them. So I think Twitter for me is the one where the people I follow provide the most value to my life. So there's actually a reason for me to check that social network, which means I in turn also actually use it and post on there. But there's very few real life friends that use it. I think probably five or six that I know. So it's it's interesting, you know, it's, it's mostly a combination of space stuff and very little, I don't know, keeping up with the joneses almost yeah um i did make the decision to not install twitter on my phone though of course yeah yeah it's not even on my tablet so if i need to go on twitter i need to decide i'm in front of my pc i'm gonna do a quick check and even that rescue time blocks it if i'm on there for more than 30 minutes so it's very very focused i'm it's not going to take over my life there's no way it's good to have limits around accessing that Mm-hmm. Um, what else? There's a little bit of interesting news. People might be listening to this episode by stumbling upon this podcast in the education category or the business category of Apple Podcasts. Even though they mention on their site, if you look at the specifications, they <laughs> explicitly state, we only look at the first category you have in your RSS feed. We very quickly discovered that is not the truth. <laughs> if you add three of them, they will go to all three. Um, so yes, we are now officially teachers and businessy people, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Which I hope we'll aspire to. <laughs> yes, yes, we will try our best. I just, I have to mention the screenshot I took of 
the perfect quintessential Daniel being Daniel. We were discussing which other category we want to use. Um, there's quite a few that you can choose from, like arts and comedy and business and music and all of those. And uh, we try, we had to narrow down like the top three. No, you didn't. Technology is definitely number one, <laughs> but we had to get two other ones. Within minutes, he sent me a link to a Coda document where you can upvote and download all of the categories. <laughs> Promptly <laughs> setting the rules. It's telling me you can only vote. Uh, you can only vote for two categories. I think two or three votes. Uh, that was that was the perfect moment. I had such a laugh. I just had to have a screenshot before <laughs> I could even start <laughs> thinking about categories. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's that's using technology for the maximum advantage. Because we, I was sitting there going, "How are we gonna do this? I don't know. Like probably this one. I, mean, I was typing in Skype. Meanwhile, you're quickly whipping up a voting system." <laughs> But uh, yeah, I feel I, when we were talking about the benefits of tracking time, I feel like I did a very bad job (laughs) of actually explaining what my main reason is for tracking time. So initially when I started out tracking time, it was just for the data. I just like 24-7 data on my life. But later on, the biggest advantage that I feel that I got out of it was that constantly having a timer running in the back like a background process made me more present Ah. so if i started the timer to spend time with family that was what i'm doing because my subconscious knew that this timer is running right now if you want to do something else you need to change the timer that's very interesting so if i'm deciding it is now family time then that is what I'm doing. I'm going to spend time with my daughter. I'm going to spend time with my wife. And I focus on that and only that until it's time to do something else again. Um, and it was very unexpected. I, when I started out doing the 24-7 time tracking, I was worried that it was going to create like an undercurrent of stress in my life, which could very well be the case for some people. Yeah, it could happen. But yeah, for me personally, it was not that feeling. It was the feeling of being present, which for me now is very, very valuable. Um, I kind of feel a bit lost if a timer is not running. I feel unfocused. I feel like I don't really know what my focus should be right now. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to mention that because I, I didn't mention that in the previous episode. And that was actually, that is my biggest reason for tracking <laughs> time and the biggest benefit for me personally um, for tracking my time. That's very interesting. It's like the act of starting a timer is a brief reflection on what you're going to be doing. That's that's very interesting. Yeah. And then also, if I veered off that, it's very clear, right? Yeah. Because if I, if I then open toggle and I see, oh, I'm not doing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Um, speaking of toggle, I forgot to start my recording timer. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> it's weird because I'm I'm always starting and stopping timers, but for some reason, I often forget to start the recording timer. <laughs> I'll take the blame for that. My start time is 10.36. 10.36. Cool. Uh, now I am wholly present. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. That was quick. <laughs> um, I think we still have a little uh, tidbits to discuss on, on time tracking. I think we'll, we did a lot of thinking after recording the previous episode well i don't know i think you have as well based on some of our conversations a little bit yeah i have definitely definitely thought a lot more in terms of what is my time tracking language you know what are the words that i use when i speak to siri 
to start a timer. Oh yeah. And when tracking time, getting more uh, specific data without adding friction. So then I ended up, um, this is something we didn't mention last time, but uh, the keyword that I use for starting a timer of a series track. So I'll say, hey, track, and then I'll say the thing. Yeah. Hopefully no one will listen to this out loud. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe I'll have to bleep Siri. Yeah, I'll bleep the word Siri. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's what I used to track a specific timer. And then I just, anything new that I will just be track and then whatever I want to track. Um, the word track just works well. Do you have a word that you use? I don't tell Siri to do anything except set an alarm to wake me up when I'm napping. So I don't speak to her using uh, anything to track anything because I, I don't track that many different activities. I can just use the shortcuts and just press them. And I think it's still a little bit weird to talk to a device, especially when you're in a room with other people. Yes. And I'm mostly in rooms with other people. So maybe I'm sure there will be a point when that crossover happens in my mind from it's not weird me speaking to this thing it's just me using this thing but that hasn't happened for me yet yeah for me it's still um, also share office space with people so i don't use it when i'm at the office but i'll sometimes use it when the ones that i use the most is if i'm on my way walking to the office i will start a timer for something maybe either a transition timer or a break timer, or if I'm getting close to the office, um, I'll start a, a work timer or something. When I leave the office, walking home, which is like a 30 second walk, I'll start my family time timer by speaking to the watch. And if I travel, so if I'm driving somewhere and my location reminder comes up to track travel time, I'll tell Siri to to start a travel timer. Yeah, that's a very useful one. Those are the only ones that I currently really use. So it's it's never really around people. It's when I'm either transitioning to somewhere else, then I will use the keywords. Um, okay, interesting. But uh, yeah, it is still it is still a bit awkward using voice commands around other people. It'll be interesting to see what the tipping point is. Yeah, I think it's also largely to do with the adoption of that technology in South Africa, because most households here don't have a Apple thing or a Google Home or anything like that because we don't get those services. There's really few reasons to get one of that because what Apple offer us here in terms of the App Store, it's stripped down a lot. And I think it's the same with Google. Like I figured out this week, Google Play Music doesn't exist in South Africa yet. So there's no point in us punting our link for the podcast on that. Yeah. And it's similar, like we can get Amazon deliveries, but for only for select things. And then our customs are really slow and expensive anyway with import taxes so most people don't buy things from those services it's almost like a china situation where we've got our own online shopping websites mm. and those don't give you anything where you can speak to them to order because that's the main reason for a lot of those things from the beginning i feel so i think maybe as the technologies come here which they are doing it is, there are like you have the 
though, right? Yeah, Echo Dot, yes. Oh, yeah, you have the Echo Dot. And when I was in your place in December, we used it to play music and it was really great for that. And I haven't even considered that as an option before. Yeah. But I think as people start getting them and more people start using it, there will be a tipping point where even for us now, it's not, it's going to be less weird. And I think overseas, like from what I've seen in like just YouTube videos and some people I know from overseas, for them, it's already way over the tipping point. Like It's every day yeah. kids are speaking to Alexa, no problem. Yeah, I don't know. It's, we've had the Echo in our house for almost a year. No, it's, it's more than a year now. And it's still novel. It's weird. It, we haven't had the adoption in our house that I thought we would have. And my wife has a very big resistance to using it. <laughs> and I told her, it's so useful. If you, because she keeps setting reminders for food in the oven on her phone. Oh, yeah. I tell her, you can just say her name yeah. and say, start a timer for five minutes yeah. or 20 minutes or whatever. It's so useful. Um, so I try to make it fun sometimes as well. So I'll ask, I don't want to say the word because <laughs> someone might be listening to this on, on speakers or on an echo or something. Uh, we might have to put a little bit of a disclaimer in the beginning of this episode. <laughs> I'll bleep them. You can tell me which ones should be bleeped. Are you going to bleep all of them? Yeah. Okay. So then I'm just going to say, okay. And I'm not in the room with Alexa right now. So it's, <laughs> it's cool. So I told her, like, you can use it for timers. And what I do sometimes is I'll ask Alexa to play whale sounds for my daughter or Alexa, what sound does a penguin make? You know, that's kind of interactive for my daughter hearing yeah. you know moo sounds coming out of thin air and <laughs> so it's fun i try to incorporate it kind of into life because i think it's a very useful tool definitely yeah it's not as useful in south africa as in other countries because you can't have spotify linked to it in south africa or anything like that right now um but the the radio stations that are on there are okay-ish. It's yep. not bad. It uses, what, tune-in radio, I think? Yes. So there's quite a, a wide selection of music and genres and everything. Mm. So, I mean, it it is a nice little thing. Um, I've set it up. This is something I would love my wife to actually use, but I'm struggling to get <laughs> her to use it. Um, we've got a shared grocery list on Todoist. Right. She also has to do us on her phone. She forgets that she has to do us on her phone, but she can literally ask Alexa to add milk to shopping list and it goes to that to do us list. Ah. But she doesn't. She just doesn't use it. Um, and because she doesn't use it, I forget to use it because I'm not the one making the shopping list most of the time. Oh, yeah. But that's such a nice feature. Yeah, like that's zero friction. So it sounds like the ideal solution, but we just have to reach that tipping point. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's it's a it's not a technology problem. It's a psychology problem. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Um, I'll be interested to see what the tipping point will be in our house for proper adoption of Alexa. Anyway, that was a little bit of a side tangent. <laughs> Back to defining language on, on time tracking. Um, another thing that I started doing to get more specific data without adding friction is when I spend time with people, I use a at person name. In toggle when you're tracking it now? In toggle in the description. Okay, yeah. So I have all of the names as an at name in all of my descriptions in my tracked history. This is something I only started doing recently now though. Yes. And if I track family time, if it's one-on-one -on -one time with my daughter, I'll go at her name. Or if I'm spending time with my friend Gareth, it'll be at Gareth. So that gives me later on a way to filter through all of my uh, track data to see how much time I spent with specific people. Ah, that's cool. I wanted to do it as tags first, but adding tags 
is a little bit of a more friction because most of the time I'm just typing into the description and that's quick start timer description done. And it's quicker to type at person's name than to go then to the tag section and go add. So this is a little bit of a time tracking language that I thought I just wanted to mention that I started doing now recently, which I'm interested to see what I'm, what I'll be able to do with that later. I think it's pretty cool. What you also could do if you want to you can keep doing the at name, uh, but you can set up a web task or something to run every night and go through all of your log things and find the at name and then actually give it a tag. That's a very interesting thing. I didn't think of that. Yes, because I'm at the moment, I'm at a point where I have to do the energy and draining energizing and draining tags anyway because i'm tagging those yeah but i could actually just type that into the description as well and just move it to the tag yeah and you can even edit the description to take out the energizing draining thing then to clean up your descriptions if you would like that's actually a very cool idea i should do this for a living yes (laughs) (laughs) um because at the moment to reduce friction what i'm also doing is i'm just going um in my actual tag, I hash E for energizing, hash D for draining, and hash N for neutral. Yeah. So it's just like hash one letter that I need to actually tag. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, the other thing I've been thinking about is getting location data into my time tracking as well, but I haven't figured out a language for that yet. I've also wanted to have location data in it somehow, but yeah, I couldn't figure. There's too much friction involved in all of the ways I've thought about it so far. Yeah. But now that we're we're talking about having the description be some sort of a magic field where you run a function on it, I'm also starting to get ideas. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't even be too hard to write a little natural language processing. Exactly, yeah. Like what uh, Fantastical has, but for that sits on top of the Toggle API, yeah. which could replace our current desktop timers. Huh. Oh, we've got so much work to do. We should stop talking about cool things we can yeah. program. I would love a, like a, a natural language processing. I love natural language processing in everything I do. So that is my number one go-to feature. Same. I love using it. I hate coding it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to mention like I'm, I'm thinking a lot more about what's the language around how I'm tracking all this stuff to reduce friction but maximize the amount of data I can get out. What got me thinking about this is when you said last time, the reason you're not tracking so much of your time is because of the friction. Yeah. And then that got me on the train of thought. I was like, sure, but how can we reduce friction? And that's purely by using natural language processing, um, which I didn't think of at the time. I was just thinking of how can I tag stuff quickly? How can I? But that's what natural language processing is, right? It's just taking a little predefined tags and stuff and just working that into something that's um that's understandable by an api yeah based on their terms how they want to store the data yes interesting giving me a lot more to think about this episode of relatively productive was made possible by listeners like you if you are enjoying the show and want to show your support leave us a review on your podcast player of choice and come discuss this episode on reddit 
We've been busy. Yes, we have been busy. <laughs> I don't know who's been the most busy, but we've been pretty busy. I think definitely you've been the most busy so far. I've only spent about two days working on it. So I think you you, you rabbit hole quite a bit with the end gauge. Yeah, well, to be fair that... It's mostly personal. Yeah, but I mean, that was an hour here, hour there. Oh, okay. I thought you took like days and just bunkered down and worked on that. No, no, I didn't. Ah. I have a, a very big deadline at the moment so I was mostly working on that and when I just was completely burnt out I worked a little bit on this because this is also this brings me back to the end gauge as well <laughs> sometimes development can be a little bit energizing yeah if you're working on something that you're passionate about so I kind of need to <laughs> redefine some of how I'm tracking this energy tracking stuff because I flagged all of development everything that's tagged as development as draining but it's not necessarily draining yeah so that got me into thinking maybe i should have a scale a rating scale so it could be e1 e2 e3 or d1 d2 d3 so something can be various degrees of draining or energizing so uh, yeah I've, I'm, i still have a lot of thinking about <laughs> this stuff um but it's I'm, I'm enjoying working on it a lot it's tickling a part of my brain and touching on a lot of my interests so yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it a lot. That's good. Well, we should probably mention we're, we're referring to in the previous episode, if you haven't listened to that, we want to build some sort of a dashboard where people can give us their toggle API key and we are going to do some cool things with it. Um, I've been working on the backend side of it. So I've pretty much built wrappers around a lot of toggle functions and doing some more cool things. So I've built out an API that will give anyone a daily goal tracker whether it be a project a task a description client however you want to track it you can give it a time you want to reach every day and it'll tell you days that you made it and days that you didn't and obviously daniel being the front end guru he is is going to give us a pretty ui it's gonna look however he wants to make it look but i'm sure it's gonna be great yeah it'll have dark mode oh yes might even be the only mode <laughs> it'll start with dark mode yes um and he has been busy with the end gauge which i think the idea is to also get that in there at least in a, a very stripped down fashion possibly uh yeah so the end gauge i've only built it out on my personal site at the moment yeah which is september zero it's not live yet but maybe by the time this episode goes up it might be live it's gonna sit on a september zero slash qa which is quantify itself so that this is only like a small part of a lot of other things i want to build out on that page so it'll be a little bit of a public page of you know, my energy during the day if someone would like to see <laughs> how i'm doing just wants <laughs> to check that you're alive yeah ping me on twitter if i'm <laughs> working too hard or not working enough oh, that'd be cool i can set up a bot to do that <laughs> <laughs> luckily i don't check <laughs> twitter and i don't have it on any of my devices so i'm not gonna get the notifications yeah. <laughs> um yeah so the plan is to actually like have a little bit of a public dashboard with some stats on my life um but now, the, based on our previous discussion, I might actually make a little public API that people can play around with my actual data as well. I know there's a guy called Quantified Bob, if I remember correctly. I'll go dig out the link to his site, who does something similar. He's got a full-fledged API with all of his heart rate data, all of his sleep data, um, 
nutrition data, if I think as well. Like there's a, he's got an entire API. That's very living in the public. Yeah, he's got a full API with all of his data. Um, I'm not going to go that far, uh, but I am going to, I think, make a little bit of a public API. And people can actually, well, developers can then use the data and play around with it and maybe do some fun stuff. And actually maybe help out with some of the development on, on these things if they wanted to. Yeah, pretty much all of it is going to be open sourced at some point or another. Yes. Um, I don't know how quickly we're going to open source it, but at least from the back endy part that I built, I've got no qualms with open sourcing it from the start. Same. Front end is going to be open source as well. The only part you're not going to have is the encryption key we use because I'm not comfortable with having people's toggle API key and not having that be encrypted. So as soon as you give it to us, we encrypt it and we never decrypt it and send it back to you. We only keep it encrypted on our side and then send it to toggle. So obviously you're not going to have our key, but the rest of it's great. Yeah, it can be open sourced. I haven't started building the stats because that's another idea that we talked about and I think it's going to be really cool is when we have a couple of people using our dashboard and we have access to their toggle I would like to track the daily goals we can make like a aggregate of the data and we can say relatively productive listeners reached their daily goal 40% of the time this week and then we can I don't know make a chart or I don't know we can do something I would like to do that yeah that'll be cool but obviously it's going to be in a non-creepy way we don't want to we don't want to or care about what you do in your life I think I'm just going to start it with the daily goal and just track how many people reached it and how many didn't yep I think that's a nice place to start and then it's going to be open so we can take suggestions from people what they would like to see an aggregate of as long as it's non-creepy because i don't care for that yeah we won't be storing any personal data at all yeah it's all just getting from toggle directly because their api is really good Mm. and you can you can get nice reports from them without us having to loop through all of the tracked entries and all of those things they've got really nice wrapper functions for doing that the hard part yeah so that's been cool um i'm gonna Definitely build out a version of this energy tracker for that as well. It would be cool to then also have an endpoint in our dashboard API that we can have users push to from Siri shortcuts so that people can set up uh, or we can make available shortcuts that they can put on their phones and then actually push data through. Like for instance, the auto wake and um, auto sleep data. Um, yeah, so that'll be pretty cool to actually have a little bit of a, a dashboard up and running for, for listeners. I'm excited for this. We would love feedback on this, like really. Yeah. Because I know what we're thinking is only like scratching the surface of what this could be. Yes. It would be really cool to get from listeners, like their systems, how they're tracking their time, what kind of categorization systems do you use, uh, tagging systems, because then it gives us more information to go on when we're planning this stuff out. Like, is using tags even the right option here? Yeah. Like, should we be thinking about using a different system? Should we make it so that each person can define their own system for this? Like, how does that even work? Yeah, it would be good to see what people would like in a dashboard, because obviously we're the only sample size we have of personal dashboards like this. So I love 
the daily goal thing because that's my main priority at this point you love the end thing so for me that's interesting from this perspective but i'm sure there are things that we haven't even thought about that are really easy to track and would be really interesting to show and if people want to see that then i'm sure we're going to want to see it yeah and the other thing i'm really excited about here is building this all of this in public yeah it's very cool it's the first time i'm actually going to be working in something which is completely well which is my own and completely open source um or our own yeah yeah. and you know if people out there want to contribute and help out by all means very welcome to do so we both have day jobs (laughs) yeah so as soon as we can we'll get that stuff to a state where we can accept uh pull requests and and all kinds of stuff so this is going to be it's going to be cool it's going to be a real open source development effort yeah and i'm really excited to see where this goes i feel bad for my own personal dashboard now because it's it's going to look so sad compared to the pretty ui you're going to make us i'm probably going to switch over immediately to using the (laughs) relatively productive one uh yeah that's fine why not (laughs) but i can put in easter eggs there Speaking of things um, being open source, Mm. Microsoft open sourced their Windows calculator code. And I think (laughs) pretty much within an hour, I saw a tweet of a guy opening an issue on GitHub saying it can't divide by zero. (laughs) (laughs) And I just went, yes, internet, you are doing the right thing at this point. (laughs) Flag, that is critical. Oh, man. Oh, that's brilliant. Speaking of uh, of Microsoft, I see they also launched Azure in South Africa. Oh yeah, we have Azure in South Africa two weeks ago. When you're listening to this, <laughs> I don't know if we should discuss time very time specific things like this on yeah. the podcast. All I want to say is their launch for this wasn't handled well at all. So I haven't heard a word about them launching this, and I'm whatever a dc cloud insider is supposed to be mm-hmm. they had this whole marketing thing and you can be an insider and be the first to know about our data centers and come see a tour nudge nudge wink wink microsoft let me go <laughs> and um, they haven't even sent us an email or anything to let us know i had to find out on twitter oh it's live at like 12 o'clock on a random day six months after it was supposed to be <laughs> supposed to be launched so i think they could have uh, they had resources to do a much better job of this launch. I, I don't know. That's just mm. my opinion. Interesting. Is there anything else you still wanted to discuss? Um, there's not much on my mind. This went better than I thought it would, considering last night was first Thursday. And if you're not in a country that does this or a town that does this, every first Thursday of the month, a lot of the art exhibitions and restaurants and clothing shops and, you know, those artsy kind mm-hmm. of places, they all stay open late. So it's basically a big excuse for everyone to go drinking with their friends and look at some (laughs) art. Um, This is the second time we've done it trying to go look at some (laughs) art. But once again, we failed. Uh, We just ended up drinking too much. (laughs) So I'm not feeling incredibly fresh this morning. But at least it's not as bad as last time when we ended up clubbing in a basement. All of us not liking (laughs) the situation and being in a club (laughs) in a basement. Uh, As one does. First Thursdays. Yeah, you know, these things happen. Basement clubbing. Name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> if you decide to keep this in, it's basement clubbing. <laughs> I'll keep this in, yeah. I don't mind. <laughs> just in case you didn't like time tracking, we'll just sneak this one in to trick you to listen to more time tracking. 